Welcome to Episode 2 of Elemental Health, a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of holistic well-being. I am your host, Dr. Michael Murray. I'm both a chiropractor that's been in business for over 18 years, as well as a certified massage therapist. For those of you listening around the globe, we are located in Los Angeles, California. Today's podcast is called Restful Rhythms, The Importance of Sleep. Today we will unlock the secrets of a better night's sleep. We're about to dive deep into a topic that is often overlooked but absolutely essential for our overall well-being, and that's the importance of a good night's sleep. So go grab a warm cup of tea, a fuzzy blanket, your bunny slippers, find a cozy spot, and let's embark on this sleepy journey together. We live in a very fast-paced world, constantly juggling work, family, play, and personal obligations. Often, sleep is the very first casualty as we try to squeeze more and more hours into our increasingly overpacked day. However, what many people fail to realize is that a good night's sleep is not just a luxury, it's a fundamental pillar of our health and well-being. Let's start with the physical benefits of a good quality sleep. During normal sleep, our bodies engage in critical, restorative processes that help us maintain optimal physical health. Sleep is a time when our muscles and bones repair, our cells regenerate, our own immune system repairs and strengthens. The body also undergoes various restorative processes at the cellular levels during sleep, including the DNA repairing itself, protein synthesis, and the body eliminating metabolic wastes. During sleep, the immune system releases cytokines. These are the proteins that help fight infection, keep inflammation in check, and lower stress. Without sufficient sleep, we become more susceptible to illness, inflammation, and chronic disease. So, by prioritizing a good night's sleep, it's like giving your body a rejuvenating spa treatment each and every night. Sleep is closely linked to the regulation of different hormones in our body. Lack of sleep can disrupt the balance of hormones involved in appetite regulation, metabolism, the stress response, and growth. Getting into a good and regular sleep pattern helps maintain proper hormonal function, supporting overall body repair and well-being. Sleep also is very crucial for our brain processes. Converting short-term memories into long-term memories takes place while we're sleeping. During sleep, the brain flushes out toxins and waste products that accumulate during the times that we are awake. Additionally, sleep allows the thousands of nerves in our brain to make new connections, which is important for learning new things, the forming of memories, and overall brain health. During times when we are asleep, our body will release growth hormone, which stimulates tissue regeneration and supports the healing of any injuries we may have received. 
But it's not just our physical health that benefits from a good night's sleep. Our mental and emotional well-being are profoundly influenced by the quality and quantity of our sleep as well. When we sleep, our brains process and consolidate memories that we made during that day, allowing us to learn and retain information more efficiently. Poor sleep patterns, or even the lack of sleep for that matter, can impair our cognitive functions and even our memory, hindering our creativity and negatively impacting our mood. Have you ever noticed how everything seems much more manageable after a good night's sleep? That's because sleep plays a critical role in regulating our emotions by balancing the brain's neurotransmitters and hormones. It not only allows the brain to process and regulate emotional experiences much more efficiently, sleep also allows the brain to correctly interpret the plethora of emotions you may be experiencing. People that have been deprived of sleep are more likely to misinterpret a situation and assign the wrong emotion to it. Hmm, that kind of totally explains the whole Budapest incident of 2002. Anyway, sufficient sleep also helps us manage stress and maintain a positive outlook on life. On the other hand, inadequate sleep can lead to increased irritability, anxiety, and even depression. So, how can we ensure we are getting the quality sleep our minds and bodies, not to mention all the people we interact with on a daily basis, are craving? Well, it starts with creating a perfect environment for sleep. First, make your bedroom a sanctuary, a place free from distractions, comfortable, cool. Invest in a good supportive mattress, pillows, a blackout curtain. Establish a regular sleeping routine, going to bed and waking up at consistent times. Our bodies love routine and thrive on a regular waking and sleeping schedule. Prioritize the time needed to wind down before bed, engaging in a relaxing activity, like reading a good book, taking a warm bubble bath, practicing mindful meditation, or from last week's episode, balancing your sound. Minimize your exposure to the television screen or the smaller version and much more addicting screen, your cell phone. These overstimulating activities can disrupt your natural sleep patterns. Remember, the blue light emitted by these electronic devices can interfere with the production of melatonin. Melatonin is the hormone that regulates our sleep cycles. Okay, so this part is going to get a little bit techy, so please bear with me. We're going to cover the first year of medical school anatomy class in only two minutes, but don't worry, you're totally going to get it. Our bodies have an internal clock that we call the circadian rhythm. Part of what this rhythm does is regulates our sleep cycles. The rhythm is strongly influenced by external clues such as light and dark. Melatonin is the hormone that the pineal gland in the brain secretes that causes you to be tired and fall asleep. Because of the fact that our eyes are super sensitive to motion, depth, and color, the retina in your eye has many cone cells in it. The cone cells are in the back of your eye and that is responsible for seeing color and fine detail. We don't have a lot of rod cells in our retina. It's the rod cells that allows us to see black and white and thus see in the dark. The dark is mostly made up of black and white. The few rod cells that we do have are not located in the center of our visions. They are concentrated around the outside of the retina, closer to where our peripheral vision is. 
It is for this reason that if you're looking for something like your phone or your keys in the dark, it's better not to look where you're looking, if that makes any sense. It's best to use your peripheral vision to find your way in the dark. That's where all your rods are. You will see much better in a very low light situations if you are using your peripheral vision and if you are looking just at the side of where you want to go. If you subscribe to the evolution model, one of the reasons we evolved with really great color vision and very little rods in the center of our field of vision could be because we had to have excellent vision to be able to jump from branch to branch and tree to tree. One of the trade-offs is that our night vision is not that hot at all. And to use our evolution model again, nighttime is a good time to be eaten by a big animal that was way better night vision than we do, and we didn't see it coming. So that's a really good time to be asleep in a cave somewhere. So, what does all this have to do with the blue light, you ask? Well, I'm really glad you did ask. Again, we're going to have to return to our evolution model. We needed to be awake in the daytime so that we could jump from tree to tree, keeping away from big scary animals that were looking to make me into a bite-sized pierogi. So our brain started creating a mechanism to stay awake for this. As we stated earlier, melatonin is the hormone that allows you to fall asleep. During the day, part of the brain called the suprachiasmic nucula sends the pineal gland in the brain a message telling it to stop making melatonin. The brain then stops making melatonin and we're able to stay awake and do whatever it is we do. And all of this is triggered by that pesky 446 to 477 nanometer wavelength of blue light that is part of the spectrum of light that comes to us from the sun. So it turns out that TV, tablets, and phone screens all emit light that has a large amount of that same 446 to 477 nanometer wavelength of blue light that the sun is sending us in the daytime. So if you're looking at screens right before bed, your brain is getting the message that it's high noon, there are places to be visited and things to be doing. And that's why it's so difficult to fall asleep at night after an evening of good screen time. So the moral of this little fable is, shut off your screens about an hour before you go to bed. You'll be surprised at how quickly you will both fall asleep and stay asleep. One often missed way of keeping you from falling asleep is electromagnetic frequencies, or EMFs for short. These are waves of energy that are emitted from many electronic devices like cell phones, Wi-Fi routers, televisions, power lines, and even breaker boxes. They surround us in our modern technological world, but their invisible presence can potentially disrupt our sleep. Research suggests that exposure to high levels of EMFs can interfere with our sleep patterns and overall quality of our sleep. Once again, the primary reason for this is the impact of EMFs on the body's production of melatonin. Studies indicate that exposure to EMFs, particularly in the evening or during the night, can suppress melatonin production. But as if that wasn't bad enough, EMFs can also disrupt the electrical activity in our brains during our sleep. Our brain waves play a crucial role in determining the depth and quality of our sleep. Some studies have even suggested that exposure to EMFs can alter these brain waves, leading to disrupted sleep patterns, insomnia, and being exhausted during the day. 
So what can we do to minimize our exposure to these electromagnetic frequencies? Well, here's a few practical ways, and one not so practical way, that we can reduce our exposure to EMFs during the night. Try to keep all electronic devices away from your bedroom, especially during sleeping hours. Turn off the Wi-Fi router and switch your cell phone to airplane mode at night. By switching your phone to airplane mode, it prevents it from pinging the closest cell tower. Normally, a phone that isn't being used that much will only ping a few times a day. But then add in all the social media accounts and see how many times you think it's going to ping all night long. So set the phone to airplane mode. This will prevent it from pinging. And if you're like me, it'll ping multiple times a minute. <laughs> Everything will update when you wake up in the morning. I promise. You won't lose any of your random acquaintances' photos of all the food they were eating all day long. Consider using shielded cables and a grounding system to reduce EMF levels in your home. A much less practical way is to shut off the power at your breaker box, although that will indeed eliminate most EMFs, but it will probably eat up precious hours the next day as you will wander around the house resetting clocks, rebooting computers, and wondering what you're going to do with that dead cell phone that you weren't able to charge overnight. Then add into that mix an electric vehicle and, well, you can see how bad your date could potentially become. By following at least some of these steps, you can significantly reduce your exposure to EMFs and potentially get a good night's sleep for the first time in who knows how long. Okay, so I just noticed that it's 2 o'clock in the morning as I'm writing this podcast. I'm looking around at my desk and, well, just close enough for me to touch without moving are two computer monitors, one computer tower, one Wi-Fi connected printer, two speakers, one subwoofer, one podcast microphone, two sets of headphones, two cell phones, one Wi-Fi antenna for my computer, and one Wi-Fi booster for my home clinic. That makes 14 separate sources of EMFs that are less than an arm's length away from my melatonin factory. Well, I guess I'm just going to have to go to the gym tonight instead of going to sleep. Okay, so let's address another animal that has great night vision, the elephant in the room. Are EMFs equally harmful to everyone, or only certain people sensitive to them? While the research is still evolving, some people may indeed be more sensitive to EMFs than others. This condition is known as electromagnetic hypersensitivity, otherwise known as EHS. This can cause symptoms like sleep disturbances, headaches, fatigue, difficulty concentrating, and, oh, even problems remembering things. For those individuals, it becomes even more crucial to minimize the exposure to electromagnetic fields during the night. It is also important to pay attention to your sleep habits throughout the day. Regular exercise, a balanced diet, and managing stress levels can all contribute to a more restful night's sleep. Also, avoid consuming caffeine or alcohol close to bedtime. They can disrupt your sleep patterns as well. I personally have found that caffeine and any levels during the day will negatively affect my sleep. We are all different, so experiment, find out what amount of caffeine will allow you to continue to fall asleep and be able to stay asleep all night long. I have found that using a fan in my room will create a soothing white noise that will drown out normal nocturnal noises that may normally wake me up a few times at night, like recently those two barn owls that have been having a very long conversation near my window every night, all night. 
And lastly, if you're consistently struggling with sleep, consider seeking professional help. Sleep disorders such as insomnia or sleep apnea can significantly impact your quality of life. A healthcare provider that specializes in sleep can guide you towards some very effective solutions. Remember, a good night's sleep is not a luxury. It's a vital necessity. It's an investment in your overall health, happiness, and productivity. So let's commit to prioritizing our sleep and enjoy the countless benefits it brings. Well, that's all the time we have for today on Elemental Health. I hope you found this episode enlightening and that it inspires you to give your sleep the attention it deserves. As always, I'm here to support you on your journey to a better sleep. Until next time, sweet dreams. This episode of Elemental Health was brought to you by MCM Elemental Health, therapeutic care that transcends. Make sure you visit our extensive website at mcmelementalhealth.com for more information on a variety of alternative healthcare topics. If you have any topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, or if you have any questions about today's episode, feel free to reach out to me through our website at mcmelementalhealth.com or our social media outlets on both Facebook and Instagram. We have links to our social media pages at the bottom of every page of our website. 